We got a chock full. No, we have a show chocked full of special guest commentators. We got a lot to talk about. This is last call, the political news for the week. So you're in the know because why? Knowing is half the battle. We've got Trump out in Colorado. Could this be the beginning? Could this spark off the second American Civil War? Epstein's list names to be released January 2024. I mean, I don't know which one's which, or do we have a distraction going on here with the old Trump and Colorado thing? Is that supposed to distract from these eight names? Are these eight names going to even mean anything? Or are these just going to be low level folks that we didn't really give a shit about anyway? But to tell you the truth, I kind of care about everybody on that list. So it doesn't really matter. I'm still stoked on it. Still going to report on it. Then we also got the Senate chamber just absolutely defiled. And there's even more to that story than just the defilement in the Senate chamber uh, itself. All this and more on today's last call. Let's go, Josh. The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on this is Sunday. About the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. The chats are filling up. Lots of people joining us in this afternoon. Bosco, Audrey, Dustin, Dustin, Elijah, <laughs> tactical dudes up in here. What's up, guys? Deadleg, Will Cray, Falconator. We got some special guests with us tonight. Tyler from Antihero Podcast. We got conservative ant, soon to be patriot ant. Did I see that correctly? <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> I'll see. I don't know. I saw a post and uh, it made me go, hmm. So anyway, big things coming. Everybody's social medias are blowing up right now. Oddly enough, because I said during election cycle, we were all going to get squashed and canceled. So this, I, I don't know what's going on here, but there were several posts made in the last two days. One reel made by Tyler that's up over a hundred and I don't know, 30,000 views right now. And that's all about the, uh, uh, the last night shift TSI episode that we were on about the Mandalay Bay shooting. How does that not get like just taken down immediately? This was on Instagram. Were you shocked, Tyler, to see that that's got that many views in less than 48 hours? No, because people, they, they know that shit's real. They just choose to not believe it. So they get reminded and then, and Instagram's going to post that stuff right in front of us. They don't care. It's a, it's a joke to them now at this point we're we're all watching it going oh wow whether it's politics whether it's something like that and they're just like dude we could put it right in front of these people they don't care we don't even need to take it down anymore mm. uh and you had a post recently that was shared by dc drano uh what sparked that what spawned that and what's your reaction to it yeah so as uh if as unless you live under a rock you know that donald trump was just uh, removed from the Colorado ballot um, for this next voting cycle. And uh, I, I just expressed my frustration as every American should. And uh, he posted that reel. I think that it's super important for people to remember that it's not a Donald Trump thing at this point. This is literally our democracy, right? So if you can't vote for, if the people can't vote for who they want, and the government is telling you, hey, this is who you're going to vote for. That is no longer a democracy. So it's super important. Yeah, lots going on uh, on the 
on the Western front being Colorado. We're going to break that down here in a minute. Today's show is brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack and factor meals.com forward slash Wolfpack five zero. And real quick, are you up on them factor meals yet? Yeah, I love my factor meals. Dude, you're looking slimmer and slimmer every time I see you. I just wait. Like, what's that? I said, just wait. I have another surprise for people. I'm going to be like super skinny in about a month. Dang, dude. I, 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 I'm glad that you're a fan of Factor Meals. We're glad of Factor, uh, fan of Factor Meals and also Ghost Bed, which you also uh, are now up on that Ghost Bed train as well, too. So you've got Ghost Bed and you've got Factor Meals all up in here. Yes, sir. I mean, that's mainly because I said I wouldn't go to your house unless there was a ghost bed there or I you're gonna be you're gonna be super happy, Eric, because for our Christmas this year, Jimmy and I got another ghost bed for the house and I am ready to unbox it. Everybody will see a video soon, but I'm super excited. It's the Venus collection. I got the bed that I wanted. (laughs) You got the Venus. Basically, you're sleeping with Venus Williams now, basically. Yeah, one hundred percent. Funny, uh, dead leg. How are you doing? I see. I see that you went with the men in black shades. Uh, to, is that making fun of Tyler from Anti Hero Podcast? Well, he left his in his car, so I said I had to go get mine because my legs. That's one thing my legs did work for this morning is be able to get my sunglasses. So I got that. That's. I guess you could say it's my uh, solidarity for not being able to vote for Donald Trump in Colorado because I'm an actual Colorado resident. So for them to tell me who I can and can't vote for is complete. I'll say it bullshit. Yeah, uh, uh, Jonathan, uh, I mean, um, Josh, how how does that work for you being, does that mean you guys can't write him in? I don't know. Every year that we've lived out here, we've, we've had the ability to write him in, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm assuming they're going to try to take that away. From, we've just taken hey. the, every bit of our constitution and it's gone, yep, we're going to throw that in the trash and just do whatever we want right now because that's kind of what we're doing. So, so just, just so everybody's aware. So I, I tried to look that, look this up. I think there was actually a law passed that states you can't, at least for the state of Colorado, write in. And if you write Donald Trump in the, they can actually, the vote can actually not count. They can take that vote out. So it's super sketchy right now. It will go to the Supreme court. Um, I believe the Supreme court will probably throw it out, but it doesn't matter. This is a swing state. Donald Trump is ahead in the polls in all seven swing states right now. And the approval rating for Joe Biden on his new approval numbers have come out. And it's not really the approval rating. It's over 70% of Americans don't have, um, don't like, are not favorable for, for Joe Biden. So it's just funny that that happens to be uh, at the same time, you know, running parallel with, oh, well, the Supreme Court of Colorado is just going to take him off the ballot. That's not how this works. Yeah, it feels very totalitarian. Is that the right word for it? Yeah. Like, it feels very like, uh, um, it, you know, funny enough, it almost seems like far-right fascism to just straight take somebody off of a ballot, deny you the ability. I mean, could you imagine if they said you can't run for Biden because he has dementia? We all know that he's suffering uh, from some kind of dementia. But, I mean, we still wouldn't go as far as to say you cannot vote for him even though uh, he may or may not have dementia. Alyssa, Tyler from uh, Antihero Podcast, you said that when you were in the gym, you saw a live uh, a live stream from, from Trump. You want to give us a update on that? Yeah, he just was talking about, um, uh, I mean, he, he kind of gave the update on uh, Colorado real quick, and then he just went on his, uh, everything he says is just truth. And 
you know, he he tells the truth about Biden. He tells the truth about DeSantis, you know, his the person that's going to be running against him in the primary, most likely. And um, he talks about electric cars, how they're going to fail. He talks about nuclear war is inevitable at this rate. And, you know, he talks about how a president shouldn't be talking about new. They shouldn't be putting that in the stratosphere. Talks about nukes should not be coming from the leader of our country to other things. You should be prepared. And he says, I do prepare and I hate preparing for that, but we should never be putting nuclear war on the table like this. And he says, yeah, when you start talking about something that happens, it's like my wife has a rule when we first got married. She said, we don't even mention the word divorce. Like if we don't talk about divorce, we don't make jokes about divorce. I mean, you can make, I mean, I can make suicide jokes. I can make all sorts of jokes. Can't really make any divorce jokes. It's it's because she says when you start talking about those kinds of things, they start to manifest in a way. So I guess she doesn't mind if I manifest my own suicide, uh, just not. um, (laughs) (laughs) up to date. That's all that matters. You know, know, guys, I want to say one thing just so that the, the audience can kind of see this as an unbiased situation with what's happening in Colorado. RFK has come out and said that this is not okay. Vivek Ramaswamy has come out and said that he will take his name off of the ballot in Colorado. And he um, would expect that the other candidates would do the same. So he came out publicly and said that that's not right. And actually big boy out of New Jersey, Chris Christie also said that this is not how a democracy works along with many other Democrat um, uh political people have said the same thing. So this isn't a right or left thing. This, even if it wasn't Donald Trump, even if it was. (laughs) We lost them. Um, uh, Yeah. I I think going, Oh, let me add him back to the stage. You came back. Um, uh, Sorry. I don't know what happened if you got dropped somehow, but it does appear that Ramaswamy uh, is playing uh, 3D chess right now. I think this is a, an amazing, bold move from Ramaswamy. I, 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 whether you like the guy or not, um, you know, I, I think it was funny when somebody said he, he kind of looked like a ferret. Um, and well played. <laughs> I can't stop seeing that now. But, you know, he's playing three-dimensional chess because he's really putting it on the table and he was the first one to act. And pretty much if everybody doesn't follow suit with this, uh, you know, they're not going to be favored by the unignorable Trump supporting mass. I mean, there's so many people that are on the Trump train at this moment that whether you, again, whether you like it or not, you still have to play the Trump game if you're to sanctimonious or anybody else. So I don't know, putting it on the table seems like a, a pretty smart move from uh, the Kavik, the Vic. What do they call him? The Vic? By, uh, uh, the Vic. Flying V. <laughs> Flying v. I know and by the way, you're right. It is a constitutional republic, but democracy is always the word that is being used uh, a, lo- a lot by the left. But yes, we are a constitutional republic, but it's not democratic to have to take somebody off of the ballot. So we are a constitutional republic, yes, but it is a war against democracy in general. And it is. Now, I, that brings me to my next question. You know, I've always my, my Tester Thomas prediction was that the politics in this country would be the cause of the, of the next civil war. And it wouldn't be a, a line in the sand civil war, as you saw it north versus south. It was going to be more of a civil war versus, uh, you know, almost kind of like 
the Northern Ireland Civil War, where where you were Protestant or Catholic, and it was kind of in the shadows, and and there wasn't really lines drawn in the sand, and that's a very scary and dark world to go through. Playing rugby, I met a lot of Irish uh, rugby players who have lived through the Irish Civil Wars and and uh, or the the Northern Ireland Civil War there, and uh, it's not something you want to wish on anybody because anybody could be a victim of that war. It feels very escalatory for Colorado to do something like this. And it's almost as if now I said with the Nancy Pelosi thing that Nancy Pelosi kind of agitated January 6th by not allowing the Capitol Police to have reinforcements of any kind, even from Metro Police Department, Metro PD. And and they had uh, three weeks worth of memos back and forth to Pelosi saying, well, then give us the fucking National Guard. Give us somebody. But there's going to be potentially a million plus people here. And we can't do it with just our regular staff. And by the way, you guys overstaff us for everything else. Why is this one Why is this one an issue? Why aren't you giving us the support we needed? There's overwhelming evidence. We've had somebody from the Capitol Police that, that we've uh, corresponded with on this show in the past. So we know that those also, we've even seen the memos of that and that kind of led to the escalation which was january 6th i say that this move by colorado almost seems like an escalation type thing like hey we're gonna do this so that one of these far wing and i don't even want to say far right wing because you know there are a lot of veterans out there that don't have children and don't have a wife and uh literally live by that oath if you ever seen that movie shooter think of a guy like that that's not going to allow you to fuck with them but only so much and I'm afraid that this whole Colorado thing is going to be what sparks off one of these guys doing that. And it makes all the right wing immediately the bad guy. And it immediately becomes right versus left. Any thoughts on that, guys? A year ago in group text and group chats before I was a part of the podcast, one of the words and what there's two words and two things that came out that I was worried about that we were talking about. And it's the things that were happening. We were escalating towards civil war. And they say the word civil war and we didn't want to talk about it back then. And we didn't want to talk about, well, guess what? Those are lines in the sands and people will go. These, these people will act violently because of this potentially you want to talk about the worry of, of potential violence acts. We know what's what happens when you've got the defunded police movement. You've got all the black lives matter movement. You've got the last three years of violence. You've got the entire Southern border open. So if you want to worry about having like the, all the ingredients are there. You just need which one of the, that's one of the things that I've asked Eric, which early, early in this year, which one of the reasons do you want us to kick tea in the Harbor? Like we literally kick tea in the Harbor over a tax on tea. That's how the country, there's, there's more nuances to it, but we literally just got started from that. Which one of the, you, the list we've convicted Epstein, we've convicted Maxwell and it's now taken all this time for this list of known pedophiles to come out. Why, why is it taking so long for this list to come out? It's because their names are on the list. The people that are withholding it, that's whose names are going to be on it. That's my Miss Cleo moment for the future. My Tantradamus moment is the people that have been withholding this and trying to get this list to stop coming out. They're the ones that are going to be on it. So we talked about this maybe being a totalitarian, uh, yes, in a way, but I think it's a distraction. I really, really do think it's a distraction from this list. It's a divide and conquer thing, too, man. I mean, it, it, okay, so kicking kicking tea into the harbor, right? Uh, the shot heard around the world. That I mean, that would happen. That would be, statistically speaking, what's going to have to happen in the next half a century. Is It's like you said, Eric, one of those guys just get off my lawn, and it's the big crack that everybody hears about. 
And then it, it kind of inspires everybody else to go get off my fucking lawn. Right. But they don't have to deal with that. If they're able to divide us and then we're all fighting each other and then they conquer us. It's, it's textbook. Yeah. It's extremely scary too, because again, um, in any kind of these conflicts, uh, we've seen it take place in Iraq, um, loosely in Afghanistan. But when, when you see a civil war break out, uh, it's never good for anybody. And, and innocent people are always going to get hurt and, and, and I don't wish it on anybody, but I like going back to uh, which one, one of you guys said that they're doing, I think it was you Tyler that says that they're doing these things right in front of our face. It's almost a mockery. I like to go back and think, um, you know, the new hunger games just come out and all of a sudden we have a very hunger games esque dance Christmas kind of uh, a weird culty feeling Christmas dance in the White House. Uh, where did you any of you guys see the the little presentation that they did for the Christmas dance uh, oh, yeah. company that they they hosted in uh, the White House? Does anybody else get like Hunger Games vibes from that? Well, well, yeah. That's so you're talking about Jill Biden's Christmas. Yes. Yeah. So that so if you look into that organization, it's actually a Marxist uh, group of people that are running around like a bunch of clowns in the White House which goes to show you that we've already uncovered that the, that the BLM organization was helped funded. They stole money. It was a scam, all these, this, that, and the other, but the Bidens continue to feed the beast, if you will, and have Marxist <laughs> Marxists in the white house dancing around. I mean, it literally looked like something that you would wake up to after being extremely drugged, dragged into a basement and then forced to watch. It's almost something out of a house of a thousand corpses. I was just waiting for Sherry Moon to come out and say tutti fucking fruity because this was literally the biggest joke around the world to see. And nobody can deny that Melania Trump was literally the most elegant first lady we have ever had besides Jackie Kennedy. That's my opinion. You can... Well, and your opinion matters um, uh, because you're really in tune to all these things, uh, being fashion and you worked in the suit industry. And so that you, you, you've got a, a good grasp on, on on definitely all the things that are dapper and elegant and classy. Speaking of dapper and elegant and classy, you know what is not dapper, elegant, classy? Uh, I would say that defiling the Senate chamber is definitely not classy or elegant um, for those of you who are living in a bubble, uh, a staffer, a Senate staffer from uh, uh, Maryland. Um, uh, his name is Aiden Massey Cesarposky. He's a ski, right? So I'm not sure. Um, this guy's been in trouble before. Recently, he went up to somebody in the White House and screamed out, uh, what was it? Um, stop the war or stop the genocide of Palestine. Just these like crazy outbursts in the White House that was inappropriate. He also got in trouble for other inappropriate um, uh, texts uh, that he'd put out, not texts, but tweets that he'd put out on Twitter about sucking other senators' fingers. Um, he was one of chief of staff, just prompted me in the same breath, suggested I tone down my social media. If you went back to his social media, and I went back through a lot of it, um, one of the more disturbing pictures that I saw on there was one where he's laying on the beach, looks like he's got a bottle of rum in the small of his back, and he's wearing a female thong. And he's just laying out on a public beach, it appears. But this guy is uh, no stranger to lewd and like lewd and lascivious kind of acts in the public what business does he have or anybody like him have 
being a professional in the White House. And I'll say that with this note. They went through my social media to become a police officer and they pulled up a Halloween outfit where I dressed as Frankenfurter from the film um, Rocky Horror Picture. I was in drag as Frankenfurter from the movie and my wife was also a movie character. And we also wore those same outfits to Rocky Horror Picture Show live shows, uh, which has like a big cult following. Now, I don't do drag. I'm not a drag queen by any means, but, you know, when in Rome, right? So... I almost, I had to explain that. And then I had to therefore go and take the post down after explaining myself before I could even be a cop. Why is it that they, why is it that you have to have higher standards to be a police officer than you do to be part of the Senate staff? Well, even then you think that like we've got, there, there are things around this country that are few things left that we, we consider sacred. Like we have the Geneva convention and there's, there's rules of war. So in war, you can't for say, let's go. If the enemy is hiding out in a church, you just can't go bomb the church. There are rules for that because we have decorum. We have some, some sense of decency, but we have none right now. We have men dressed as women, women dressed as men, them, theirs, whatever you want to furries, it doesn't matter. It's all allowed and you can do whatever you want. That's great. But that's not something that you need to be presenting at the White House. If this is going to be the White House, the center of the, the, the entire country, the center of the United States, and arguably the world, we'll go ahead and say that we're the greatest on the, if you want to argue with me, back to back world champs, just go ahead and say that. So if we're going to claim that you got to have some sense of decency at the same time, you can't go, Hey, we're the greatest, but also look at these two guys fucking in the ass over here. You can't have both. Both are oh, the same floor. Uh, it looks like you've got something to say. And what do you got? I look, I, to be fair, right. Let, let me play devil's advocate here. Melania Trump. She, she notorious for having nude photos. Uh, we've all seen them. I know I looked them up because I wanted to, um, nobody has a, pro nobody has a problem with a consenting adult being fucked in the ass or posting nude photos on certain sites or whatever. If you're a consenting adult, that's great. But on the Senate floor in uh, we're taxpayers, that's literally we, the people's house, uh, we pay for that. Um, we pay for that establishment. We bring these people into office anywhere else. He could have gotten ass fucked. He decided to do it on the Senate floor. My question is. A distraction, maybe. B, who, what did, what did they have on him for them to share that shit, or what did he have on the Senate for, for that to happen as well? I think of the bigger picture right now. You have George Santos, who is literally spilling the fucking tea right now, you guys, on people in our government that are promiscuous, scandalous in the walls of our Congress. And nobody's even talking about it. I mean, George Santos is literally calling people out for having sex in a room during uh, when Congress is in session where they usually keep their stuff like a locker room where they keep all of their personal stuff locked up. George Santos is literally on an interview outing people. And the person who's interviewing him is asking specific names of people and he's saying yes or no, they are involved in scandalous shit. So to go and circle back like good old Raggedy Ann Jen, Jen Psaki would have said, I think it's super funny 
that the flight log has been delayed so long because who do we know that's going to be on that flight log or has been to that island that is currently working for our government in Congress? These guys have been, some of these guys have been in Congress for 40 plus years. Um, so I think it's super interesting. That's my take. Yeah, I think it's, I, I think it's interesting too. I, I, I think what um, the interview, what one, I would, I would like to say that George Santos is probably the most ignorant and ridiculous and, and, the dumbest mistake that anybody has ever made by electing this guy, uh, this liar, this known liar uh, into the, into anywhere in politics. I, I, the dude couldn't tell the truth. Uh, you know, there are people who are diseased with, with being liars and they can't stop lying. I, I've known a many of folks who just, they would tell you uh, that the sky was purple knowing it's blue and just pretending to be colorblind because I, they want the attention. I don't know. I don't know why these people lie like they lie. George Santos is one of those guys. I mean, he made allegations that his family was in 9-11. Absolutely not true. Um, his ch- college transcripts, they've got no record of him attending the college that he has college transcripts to, and his transcripts appear to be uh, faked and forged. And then he also... Um, and then, and also, he had uh, he told the story about his family escaping the Holocaust when he's well, like Puerto Rican or something, like full fledged Puerto Rican. So the guy can't s- stop lying anyway. So I, I I think it's funny that he's the one that went on the the interview to talk about all these things. I personally believe him, but again, that's because I would like to believe him because. Well, I think we all know that there is a major debauchery going on in the White House. We have the cocaine being found in the White House. Then we have Hunter visibly um, snorting cocaine. We have all the images at all these different press conferences where you've got the staffers behind whoever's speaking that are tweaking. Uh, I mean, just obviously tweaking behind them. Uh, and then we have the the Hunger Games dancing recitals. Oh, we, what was it? The nude people that were showing their titties on the White House lawn. I mean, really, the White House has become Sodom and Gomorrah. So it is easy for me to believe George Santos uh, in that interview. And I watched that interview. And, and look, it, it is embarrassing. I mean, George Santos is, for lack of a better term, just a piece of shit, really. I don't disagree with you on that at all. I just, it makes it a little bit more believable when somebody was, for lack of a better term, butthurt about, (laughs) (laughs) about getting, about being uh, unseated from, from his position. But usually gay people are super toxic. So when you do something against them in these types of situations, he's going to spill the tea on all of the juice that's going on right now. Uh, with certain people. Also, I thought the White House in this administration said that they were going to be bring decency back to the White House. This is far from decency being brought back to the White House. Not only that, I don't know if you guys saw, Hunter Biden was just snuck on Air Force's Air Force One's helicopter, and they did not put his name on that log. Which usually, if you fly in Air Force One or any of the White House planes. You, you have a list of people that were on it. Hunter Biden was literally snuck out of this plane. Uh, I, I just think it's funny because there's, you know, this was supposed to be the most transparent, most of the transparent administration. It's been nothing but lies. So I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss. Why was he not allowed on the Air Force One? Why did they have to sneak him on? Because he's Hunter well, Biden. That's why. 
And he just, he, he literally just, uh, you know, whatever, he didn't show up to his, uh, he did his little situation where he was, didn't show up to his um, proceedings Dodgers or whatever. Subpoenas. Subpoenas, thank you. And, uh, yeah. What do you think about it, uh, <laughs> Tyler, if you were to get caught making sweet, passionate love to anyone uh, in the roll call room of your police department, what would be the outcome of that? Well, me being the demographic I am, I would be fucking shit canned immediately. And I, I'm the only cop out here saying this. The rules are different for everybody. And you said back, what, like 20 years ago when you became a cop that that post was considered offensive and whatever. That is a fast track to becoming successful as a law enforcement now. And I make the joke all the time and I would never mock anybody's lifestyle at all. But I make the joke on my last year as a cop, which is probably coming up pretty quick. I'm going to just say I'm trans and I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. I'm going to change my name. I'm going to grow my hair out because if they're allowing this now, I go as a proud cop and I, I'm getting fucking chastised for a little bit of scruff because I didn't shave. I need to have a high and tight. But then you got anybody you got different ethnicities growing out dreadlocks. No fucking, there's just, there's nothing there. So, but to answer your question, I would be immediately fired. Yeah. I, I mean, the, I, I know that uh, in my department, there was somebody that got caught having, uh, you know, even heterosexual sex. So it's not a, a homosexual versus heterosexual type sitch. Um, but in their cop car, they hot mic the radio and there was a little, oh yeah, in the background. And, um, you know, they were uh, a, a very lengthy investigation and of course, uh, eventually fired for it. So I, I think that there just is a, a sense that there is a, level of decorum that has to be met in, in certain industry standards. And if you don't meet those, you get fired. I don't see any homophobia here. I know that uh, he's Mr. Whatever his name is, is, is trying to, uh, to cry homophobia and things like that. But uh, you know, I don't really see homophobia there. I, I think that, you know, it's not only is it uh, not within the decorum or um uh, within I know I, uh, it's not appropriate right it's also not sanitary and I think if that was my workspace and I know that somebody was doing that on my workspace I'd be pretty upset as well anybody else talk about getting pink eye <laughs> Just, just imagine, like for weeks, you've been wondering, man, how did I get this pink eye, man? And then you find out that this video gets leaked. Like that's what people don't think about the ramifications from this. Like I've known people that, like Eric, have gotten trouble for getting caught having sex in their patrol car, and they've got their jobs taken away because of it. This isn't getting screwed in the back of a McDonald's. This isn't in the, you know, this isn't over the counter at the Waffle House. This is in the Senate. This is where we go to make this is where you have the January 6 hearings. This is where all of that stuff goes down. So if you want to take any of that seriously, there has to be some level of decency to this. And we have to be able to call it out and go, I don't care who you're having sex with. It's just that you're having sex with someone in a place of business where everybody else is going to be there to have business and do business things like yeah. You're going to get what happens if they get sick? Are you going to be sued? Are you going to be liable? Who's liable? Are they liable? Is the federal government liable? There's so many issues from this. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Go ahead, Tyler. Oh, um, 
I forgot what I was going to say. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it, the, the decorum that you guys are talking about, there is that level of uh, that needs to be there. And the honor needs to be there. And the integrity needs to be there. Um, the the backyard fist fight that needs to fucking happen between society is a, is in podcasts. It's shit like this. This is where we go and we say all the shit that needs to be said. Uh, we shit on people that need to be shit on uh, because you can't do that in dc you it's like you said you can't have an outburst i know the liberals love it they they'll just sit there and fucking scream any debate the the democratic candidate is just talking over talking over talking over because they don't want to abide by any decor or decorum i don't even know what that word means but you guys are using it awesome they don't want to abide by any <laughs> so i gotta say <laughs> decorum i gotta say the the one thing that really gets me about the media and this is why people should take the media with a grain of salt is because when i see a headline gay staffer has sex it the gay part shouldn't matter and 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 this is when i'm going to come in defense of the lgbt community because i am a gay man okay wait i don't wait, know if wait, wait wait what yeah who i let, just can't who let, him, who let him on here yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, we got Stevie Wonder over here looking around like he doesn't know what ah, the fuck ah, ah. Yo, that fucking shirt, Josh, get him out of here, dude. <laughs> no, but but seriously, it's like it's like why does that have to be the you know, why does that have to be the headline all the time? Just to kind of go off topic for one second. It reminds me of a situation that happened with two foster parents. It was two men that ended up getting um, rightfully arrested and prosecuted and put in jail for life for molesting the, the children that they had fostered. Well, the headline didn't say two parents. It said gay men fostered children and molested them. I don't think that has anything to do with it. It's just a scare tactic to make people more homophobic because not all gay people are like that and i think that if any staffer or anybody within our congress was getting railed on a desk i think that we should all have a problem with that whether it was a male 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 female or female female well yeah and i think we were all were kind of upset about that like even with the uh, bill clinton saga and scenario you know i think they went back to you know with this case it's homophobia with that case it was slut shaming no i think it's just we all don't want you guys having sex in your place of business we'd like you to take your fucking job seriously and leave your kinks at home um you know i wouldn't play poker inside the church i you know i wouldn't be twerking inside the church like the reason why we didn't have our reception at a church was because i wanted the debauchery to happen at my reception and i didn't want that to happen at the church i knew that the the, the veterans and everybody because i was still in the military at the time that i invited were all going to be doing crazy shit and hooking up with bridesmaids and all the all the whatnots and swords and so you know you don't want to take that kind of level of disrespect into a place like a church or any kind of a sanctuary i mean there should be some places that are held holy whether you're religious or you're not it's a disciplined thing and also I, I think that if you're that focused on your sex life then you're not all that focused on you know my high gas prices and the war in Ukraine and Israel yeah go ahead uh, it looks like you, you've got something on that I'm sorry I just wanted to uh, the um, tactical dude said well gay men aren't going to molest a female kid so what's their answer to the gay men who adopt a little girl that's not true pedophilia and people who touch children 
are mentally deranged and it doesn't matter to them whether it's a boy or a girl. This is not a gay issue or a straight issue. If you are sick, demented, twisted, pedophile, a kid is a kid to these people. They are fucking sick. So that that they don't yeah. they don't care. I mean, we can even go back to the Denny Perkins case, which was you know he was a captain on a SWAT team in Louisiana, and he and his teacher wife um, molested. Uh, there were over 150 something counts. It's probably one of the most disturbing cases we've ever covered here on our Friday breakdown. It was called the Denny Perkins case. Um, I encourage all of you to go back and re-listen to it. It'll literally turn your stomach in. That was one of those cases, though. Um, going back to the Epstein list that we're talking about here is that with that case we were able to get his lie detector test we were able to get copies of his initial interviews i was able to talk to friends that he had on the department i mean the amount the overwhelming amount of information from the report that we got on this horrific maybe one of the most horrific human beings on planet earth i wouldn't be able to sit in the same room with him without doing just heinous things to him um and and you know, but we can't find anything about the Epstein list. And here's where my point is here is that you've got a man, Denny Perkins and his wife, which I think she should be just as notorious as Denny Perkins because she um, facilitated in all of this a very horrible case. One of the mo like it, the case pretty much ended when they found uh, well, they found terabytes of child pornography in the home, majority of which they shot themselves. Um, and one, they have like an 11 year old girl um, giving. I don't want to go into yeah, it far, but yeah. there was a dog involved as well. And um, but but as they're going through these terabytes of video um, and they find this weird syringe thing in the in the kitchen and they put the video and the syringe thing together and they find that uh, Denny Perkins was uh, expelled into this device, which was then the remnants of that or the byproduct of that were then put into cupcakes and fed to a whole bunch of children in the school. I mean, heinous, heinous things that, the, that these two couples did, but it was okay to give the American public all the information on a teacher who had been a teacher for 14 years and a cop who had been a cop for 19 years. That's okay. That's okay that we give all of that information out to the American public, but because these people are rich on the Epstein list, we don't get to see it. So the peasants... Oh the lower class peasant teachers and, and first responders, you guys can know what they did, but these rich elites, yeah, you don't get to know any of it. I could put icing on your cake there for the Las Vegas shooting that we just talked about for conspiracy night shift TSI. I'm still, we're probably going to end up digging deeper into that because I can work a calculator better than most people because the math just doesn't add up to that. But even then we have, I have so much pieces of information from that that I've been able to find out the last couple of weeks. I've got how many weapons, what weapons were there, what weapons were at, where they were, what weapons fired, how many rounds, where his body was, how many weapons were at his house. I have so much information from that. And they only did 10 months of investigation. And we questioned that even the 10 months that they did wasn't enough. So for the Las Vegas shooting, we have all kinds of information. It's conspiracy or that it's gray and it, what it is, but we still don't have anything from the Epstein's dead. Why? What are we, what are we protecting? The other person involved, she's been convicted. Okay. So the two main people in this one's dead and the other's in jail. Who are we protecting? You're protecting the people that are on the list. Why are you protecting it? Because they're the ones that are on the list. I'm going to go ahead and miss Cleo that moment, right? Here, the, that you're not, I'm not going to be shocked by the names that are going to be on the list. 
I'm just going to go ahead and say I won't be shocked because I have a good feeling of that the people that have been trying to make sure that this doesn't go public for the past, as long as this has been going on, those are the names that are going to be on the list. And those are the ones that are going to be making as much noise as possible to make sure that you don't listen to their names on the list. You need to be paying attention to this. These are the people that are running our country. They're making the decisions. They're letting people come through the border. You don't think that we have a problem with children coming through our border unaccompanied? Our government is right now is involved in the biggest trafficking that I can think of in known mankind. And that's our own you, government. So this, guys, this list, you, this is ridiculous. You guys, I love how naive you guys are because you guys, all three of you motherfuckers think you're going to get a list. You ain't getting no list. They'll fucking kill you. Or they'll 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 end everything before you get that list. Hillary will delete the fucking emails before you get the goddamn list. Well, no I mean, they say it. it's there is a court order that the the list has to be released January twenty twenty four. The judge that sits on that, do you think he might be on the list, or he's got a buddy, or they got cock photos of him? I, the list isn't coming out. I'm sorry. No, I, I don't disagree with you there. And I think if the list does come out, it's going to be one of those like super explain, explain, like, cause see, here's the thing that, and I talked about to Anthony about this earlier was uh, that when you have the Epstein list, something like the Epstein list, just because you are on the list doesn't mean that you are a part of any of those heinous acts. Um, I, I've been to all, all of you guys' homes before. Um, I went to your home um, a few months ago there, Tyler, and the same with you there, uh, uh, Anthony. Uh, just because I went to your house and we're friends, I've had you on some on podcasts. If one of you guys decides to go out and serial kill prostitutes over in Miami, um, and does that mean that I was involved in any kind of nefarious no. activity? I mean, I didn't even get intoxicated at you guys' house. I didn't do a single drug at you guys' house. But because I was at your house where you killed tons of Miami prostitutes, you know, it doesn't mean that I that I was involved. And so I think that there are people that went to the island um, for business reasons, for, for business purposes, and they probably have a legit excuse and probably didn't know it was going on. I mean, how could they know? I mean, there was a lot of people that were like, yeah, I went to Epstein's list. It's because like, I mean, Epstein's Island, but like everybody went to Epstein's Island for some reason or another. So it doesn't mean that it was all debauchery. I mean, like, you know, we talk about the Wounded Wounded Warrior Foundation. Is everybody in the Wounded Warrior Foundation a debaucherous asshole, even though a bunch of Wounded Warrior Project parties got really out of hand and some crazy shit happened? You know, and so I, I kind of put it in that boat. I think that the eight names that they are going to release, or 8%. I, I apologize for misspeaking there. The 8% of the list that they were going to do it probably are people that are going to have legitimate reasons, and it's going to be like a, aha, uh -huh, see? See, American public, this is why we didn't do it, because it's obvious that these 106 people didn't do anything on the island. It's obvious that they, they you know, they've got, it's 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 all planned. I, I'm, I, yeah. I bet you it's all planned. But at the same breath, you don't, like, if you were there at some point, it's like, there's no, like, I, I, I'm sure that there are some people on the face of this earth right now that have no idea who Epstein is. And those eight people have not seen the light of day for the last 40 years. So the entire world knows who Epstein is where it's, it's not a, so if you, you were there at some point, you need to be coming out and going, yeah, man, I, I, I cleaned the shitters in the bathroom and then I, I did the, uh, the, the windows and I was the one that brought in, I was the grocery guy. I brought in all of the green beans and the chicken and stuff. And then I was the cook. I just cooked all the food. If you're on, if you're those people, you need to be outing yourself because it, when you don't for as long as it's gone and you on, you look guilty. 
the only thing that looks is looks more and more guilty. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, but I, I, I think that like anybody that has a good lawyer would say, don't say shit. Keep your mouth. Keep well, then like that is gonna be a problem. But somebody in the chat says that RFK even admitted to being on the airplane again. I think there was a lot of people that did not know who Jeffrey Epstein was. Like I don't know. I don't know what Tyler's looking at on his computer. I don't know what Deadleg's looking at on his computer all day. I don't, I don't know anything about these guys. I don't know what skeletons. I mean, I don't even know how many relationships Josh has been in. And we've been friends for almost two years now. I don't really know all that much, you know, because mainly what we do is work together. So, you know, for somebody to be putting together uh, business related dealings and things like that, I, I don't know that that necessarily makes you. Um, a suspect. Now, what does make you a suspect? Being there like 30 fucking times. Yes. Painting of yourself wearing a dress, Monica Lewinsky's yeah. dress in there, or, you know, you're President Bush and you have a painting in there, or, or that, you know, that here's the other part about the, the Epstein thing that, that, you know, it, it's mind boggling. I think we all know it, but nobody wants to do anything. You know, we're not going to do anything about it. Is that they have already stated that every single room in that house had at least one hidden camera. And a very sophisticated camera room. And you don't think the FBI has access to all of that and knows exactly what's on those tapes? Yeah. So to so give you an idea for like the camera, we're just real quick for the cameras. When you talk about the, the size of like spacing for things. So my computer that I have, I built it three years ago and it's a monster. They're, it's pretty much, there's nothing there. I mean, you can get better parts in it, but you're just spending money to spend money at that point. So my computer for the past three years, all the 3D designs that I've ever worked on, all the work I've ever worked on for Photoshop, everything I've ever worked on is backed up on this computer. And it still doesn't take up but maybe two and a half terabytes. And that's large files. Those are large 3D complex files. These are large files with audio and video and edits and, and graphics and things that are added to them and things like that. And I only have two and a half terabytes. So to have multiple, multiple terabytes of nothing but all this other stuff, that's an incredible amount, incredible volume of just filth. I'll just say it that way, filth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what, I, what I'll say is, um, I, and I, I was talking to Eric before the show, I, I, I couldn't find the footage, but Donald Trump had mentioned that he had been um, also had met Epstein and had been to his island or his house at some point in time. Here's what I'll say about it is going back to what Eric said, what Trump said was, you know, you think of West Palm Beach, you think of Mar-a-Lago, you think of the, you think of the organization, the society, people at country clubs, you know, you're going to meet people who have money. He had said in a public interview that he remembers meeting him and Epstein at that time when he was coming around these high elite social circles was like, oh, hey, he's got a really big house on this island. People go there and Trump's like, oh, well, he's having some type of get together or gathering. Trump admitted to going there. And then he openly said, I never went back because I really didn't like the guy and I didn't like what was going on. So he's like, I don't know what he was doing. I don't know anything more about him. I just didn't really like the guy and go back. So that's what I'm saying. You can be invited to somebody's house. You could be invited to somebody's vacation home and not know what went on there for years and years and years. But by default, you went there. And so I would caution people to really think about each name that's on this log. 
it's the amount of times. It's the amount of times that you keep going back to this place after knowing what's going on, or you keep going back to this place that now we know what's going on. And you're like, okay, why were you there five times? Why were you there 10 times out of all these times? You must've seen something not after one time, but after five, after 10. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, I went to one influencer orgy one time and uh, we've all heard the story and I never yeah. went back. I never went back. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> so he so he says, but you know, <laughs> you won't find my name on the wait, list. I was gonna say, wait until we get the list. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't go back because they started hosting him at home. The overall thing, the overall thing for this episode is the division, and Anthony brought up a really, really good point that I had never. I can't feel what uh, homophobia really feels like because I'm not a victim of it, and I know I know no one likes the word victim, but. I just can't, I can empathize, but I can't, you know, know what that feels like, but it's like the old school South park episode when it, there's a bias, there is a fucking bias when it comes to, um, you know, like, uh, you find out in the Senate floor, uh, some fucking Senator banged out his intern and every, I, every dude for one split second is going to go nice. And then go, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> right? now, now that divide and conquer that homophobia that lurks in everybody. I'm just sorry. There's, there's, there's people that don't have any hate in their heart, but are still kind of ignorant to the world. Um, you say they had gay, gay sex on my Senate floor. It's just, yeah, you can't let, it's just like he said, it's not gay sex. It's sex. And then you have to step away and go, that's fucking disgusting. No matter who you're singing, I don't mind getting poo on my wiener when I'm doing that dude in the Senate chamber. Oh my gosh! I should make that into like a real thing. That should have been oh a. That should was that awesome? That was awesome. That was fucking awesome. Here's what we're dealing with right now, Tyler, and this is why I've been calling out both sides is because I, I you know, the the younger gay community, and I don't want to keep talking about this gay shit because it drives me nuts. But the younger gay community has ruined it for the entire gay community for everything that we have worked so hard to become normalized if you will so people just let us live our lives but now what's happened is it's tarnished it so much right people are just tired of hearing about it so anything that comes out that happens to be uh some type of gay news or a gay sex tape or this the gay 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 right you're, you're gonna have those people that might have accepted it and been cool with it at some point but now they're so fucking sick of hearing about it that they're like, dude, the fuck? Like, I'm fucking done. Like, this gay shit is pissing me off now. And it, it kind of can give you, like, a reverse bias where it's like a reverse homophobia, where it's like you might have been good before, but now with everything being so brought to the spotlight and hearing about it and, and parents having their kids groomed in schools with this shit, it's like, I get it. Like, I understand why, because if I'm annoyed as a gay man and I'm like, God, dude, just shut the fuck up. I can only imagine how a straight man from, you know, Mobile, Alabama probably feels when he hears a story come out about this. And it's like, well, I was good with them then, but now fuck them fucking hobo. You know, like I get it. I fucking get it. I don't know if that's the accent, that I, but <laughs> you get it. <laughs> it's like the Eric's muted. So we're not getting any of the goodness that he's saying right oh. now. But it's almost like all, all, all Eric's. I do call them that word. I was responding to comment. 
Yeah, somebody put it at the moment. But yeah, it's uh, the Alabama thing is, yeah. Um, You know, anyway, well said. uh, Well well said. (laughs) It's the the media trying to push the divide because whether they put it in the divide, whether it's a gay man having sex in the chamber floor or whether it's a white police officer shoots a black man. No, a police officer shoots a man or a police officer's in it's. It's not the same exact. It's not a one to one, but it's very similar to, to, to think that you, you're going to interject things that have. Yeah, that that's true, but it has nothing to do with this, the, the situation. Yeah, they were gay, but it has nothing to do with them having sex on the Senate floor. The problem we have is them having sex on the Senate floor. The part where they're gay has nothing to do with the issue at hand here, just like race with a lot of the, the police shootings that we have. Yes, race. Yes, some white people were there. Maybe some black people were there. Maybe some Mexican people were there. Maybe some Chinese people were from there. Maybe they were gay. Maybe they were straight. Maybe none of that matters because a criminal committed a crime and a police officer stopped people from getting hurt. Maybe we should focus on that and stop looking at all this other stuff to create that creates this divide. Uh, and we've got some new people in the chats. Uh, Sarah Swift says, hey, aunt, I feel like if she's going to say, hey, aunt, with two wavies, maybe you give her a wave back. Maybe give her I a- love Sarah. Sarah's one of my Instagram uh, Instagram fam. I have to say something to the followers, uh, to the people listening and in, in, in supporting. I absolutely love the failure to stop uh, <laughs> family. Like all of the all of the listeners, all the people that subscribe. You guys have been like, what a great opportunity for me to join such an awesome. Uh, network y'all are dope like the sense of humor in the comment section dope uh i've like it's right up my fucking alley i have super dark humor i i keep it if you're with me in person i have even darker humor in person i try to keep it kind of low-key online because people cry uh but y'all are fucking awesome so i just wanted to say that throw that out into the universe if you guys want to catch more of conservative ant, you can follow him for now at conservative ant that might be changing in the new year, but uh, rest assured you will make sure everybody knows what that change will be. Um, but you can also follow him on the night shift, all one word night shift TSI podcast. It's the newest podcast on the C minus media network. And that is Anthony's uh, he brings on his cast of friends um, being that he's a big influencer. Uh, he brings on everybody that's going down the rabbit hole. They've had King Bo on uh, you've, you've had um, uh, Brittany investigates from discovery channel. You've had Troy, the crocodile uh, Molly Croc show, which you and I are both going on that show tomorrow night. And I'm really excited about that on his new YouTube thing. Um, well, you've had a satanic sex cult survivor. We've had a lot of people. We had Tyler on with the Mandalay Bay. And so if you really want to go down the rabbit hole and um, and and you're into conspiracy theories and, and strictly into conspiracy theories and paranormal and aliens and Bigfoot and all those things, uh, follow Anthony's podcast on the C-Minus Media Network. Just type in Night Shift, all one word, on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever. Night Shift, all one word, TSI for top secret information. And you can listen to a couple of people in the live chats real quick. Larry says, why do red voting uh, counties only contribute 30% of yearly GDP? Why are liberals more successful in 2023? Is because liberals leave their hometowns for better education and better opportunities? Question mark. Um, I mean, we're C minus students at best. We probably couldn't even answer that question for I you, don't Larry. Even know half that sentence means, dude. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! For trying to get that smart with us, but um, 
There's a lot of math involved in that. Group. I mean, listen, most of my most of the people that follow me are blue collar, hardworking dudes that went to trade school, bust their ass to provide for yeah, their family. All American. I think college is a waste of time and money. I think that it's just a brainwashing uh, or a brainwashing institution. So I don't know if I would call liberals smart. I would call them stupid for wasting $100,000 of their parents' money to go to college every year just to get drunk and bang, banged by tons of people um, just to find out that you're going to be a Marxist in 2023. So I don't know. I think it's a waste of money. I think that the hardest working people are blue collar, construction guys, tradesmen, police officers, first responders. Uh, that's just my opinion. So, well, yeah, I mean, they're, I'll they're, fuck myself now. They're, <laughs> they're, definitely, uh, <laughs> they're definitely a divide when it comes between like the, uh, like, you know, well, I made a video recently on my, my social media and, and I, I forgot what it's up to now on the reels, but it, it got a, a pretty significant amount of traction. And uh, I was like calling out like colleges, like saying like, do you know that like the mo most, most of the people that are teaching you in college right now have no experience outside of academia. Like they've lived their entire life inside of academia. Most of them, like most of them. And this is backed up. My wife was a college professor and she'll tell you that like everybody she worked with, like has an opinion about what the rest of the world is like. And she's like, yeah, but you guys have only lived inside university, like your whole fucking life. My brother's a school teacher, um, uh, but he didn't become a school teacher until later on in his life after he'd already uh, made a, a huge career opportunity, which, which he'll tell you didn't work out for him. He tried to be a pro golfer and um, spent about 15 years uh, in and out for the, the PGA tour in, in South America. And now he says he's a teacher and he's like, man, it's crazy that even these middle school and high school teachers that I work with, they, they've never really had a real job other than teaching and teaching is a real job, but it, it's not, it's not a really good look of what the rest of, of the world is like, because when you become a school teacher, you're pretty much your own authoritarian. And, and, and like, you'll know, you know, when you're hanging out with a school teacher, cause they're always a little bit authoritative. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that parents should be their own teachers now because, again, I don't think it's safe to send your kids to school. That's my opinion. I don't have kids. If I had kids, I would probably end up locked up because I would be must know, uh, Why aren't there more conservative-ran cities? Um, well, I don't know that there's not more conservative-ran cities. I can talk to you about the liberal-ran cities that are just doing amazing right now. Like, what's the so, – so, Portland. Are we talking talk about just like LA, Chicago, like the big metropolis? Or are we talk because uh, a lot of the cities in Florida right now are ran by Republicans. A lot of the cities in Texas are ran by Republicans. So I'm trying to, and we have low crime rates here where I live I, I at. Can, I could tell you exactly why big metropolitan cities or bigger cities like Orlando in Florida are democratically run. And I, and I know this firsthand. It's because they pander to people that need, right? So the first thing, if I go and I tell you you're in need, I'll help you out for a very slim amount of time. And then you're going to, I'm going to lead you to water. You're going to go make money. You're going to go work. You're going to go provide. Or someone else goes, I'm going to provide for you forever as long as you vote for me. And I watch yeah. it firsthand and I work details. Dude, I'm telling you, I work food drives, right? Not post-hurricane, not for holidays, not for really any particular reason, not going back to school. These are just food drives when a politician's like, I need to let my voters know I care about them. They'll just do food drives, right? That's cool. That's awesome. People will line up for three, four hours to get a bag of groceries, a bag of fruit. 
And I'm like, the gas that you just fucking idled for three hours, you could have just went to the grocery store and bought that fruit. I, but you know, people people need to be taken care of. It's their life. Um, they don't know any different. It's it's mm. generational sometimes, and the democratic government loves that, and they need that yeah. in order to be a power. They're also talking about GDP adding to like so. These are big cities. They're talking about Larry is talking about big cities that that um, you know more to the uh, more more money that's that's coming in GDP. So here's the thing: you think of big cities, Chicago, New York, LA. They also are the they're they're the place where all of these woke liberal companies typically employ people. So when you employ people that are woke uh, corporations, typically those people are not going to want to travel from the suburbs into the city. They'll typically uh, either get a package with their with their corporate job to move to the city. So you're going to populate more of the city. Not only people that are low income that usually live in the city, but people that work for corporate businesses or corporate companies that you know um, contribute into that GDP. And corporate companies usually are super woke because they have an agenda. They have to make sure that they're socially accepted. So I, that's my opinion. I don't know when you think. I, Larry, I can't go on all day with all of your questions here, but um, I, um, but I'll, I'll give you one more. It says, "How do you win a win a civil war without many ports or trades?" I, I personally, I mean, I don't think that the civil war again is one of those geographical lines in the sand, north versus south type of situation here. Like I said at the beginning of the show, I think it's going to be more like a Northern Ireland type thing where you're going to have Molotov cocktails, um, you have a lot of sniper incidents, you're going to have a lot of uh, terrorism uh, style uh, uh, aggression from from either side. I, I don't I don't know which side would is going to be worse, um, you know. But I, I think it'll, it'll, I think it'll look a lot like almost kind of like those riots looked, right? Molotov oh. cocktails through government buildings, ransacking government buildings, uh, uh, city takeovers, and good luck fighting cops or the National Guard to really unite on something like this because it's heavily divided. I know just as many cops that refuse to do anything during COVID as I know cops who enforce things during COVID. So uh, even the police departments, even the National Guard, even the United States military, it's all going to be divided. But again, I don't think it'll be lying on the sand and i don't know that you'll know exactly who is on whose sides you know a lot of times i was you know we go back to the the uh, northern ireland and their civil war you know the the it, it got down to the fact of how somebody pronounced their h's to be able to tell whether they were protestant or catholic because people were trying to hide who they were um for a lot of time that uh, a lot of people didn't know um, you know, if they were Protestant or Catholic and which side of the fence that they fell on during the uh, Irish Civil War. So I think that in, in this case, if there was a civil war, um, it, it wouldn't have anything to do with tanks or helicopters or missile systems or guided satellites because um, you wouldn't know who to attack. You wouldn't know which apartment building to go after. We're going to level an apartment building that's full of liberals and the conservative that's that's staying hidden, that's hiding kind of underground, almost like the Polish rebellion in, in Warsaw, you know, um, you can't just go on and kill everybody. So I, I think that's more like what the civil war would look like. Uh, something more like what you would see in Ireland or, or something or, or shit, even like Syria at this point. I'm convinced Josh. Is, I'm convinced Josh is married. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm secretly there. I have a theory and it's, it's the, di the difference between, we call it MAGA voters or d democratic voters. Oh, wait, yeah, let me stop you right there really fast. And then I'll yep. let you go. 
to it. I've been like having a real problem with this whole MAGA thing. Um, you, yeah. you can't just like compartmentalize somebody because I'm not voting for uh, Joe Biden. That means I'm like this huge fucking Trump simp. Uh, no, I, I've been pretty outspoken against Trump for many, many years and the things that he did. However, there's no way I'm not voting for Trump in the next election because of what I've seen come out of what happens when you didn't vote for him. I mean, this has been an abomination. Yeah, I Biden is an abomination. Like I'm full on the Trump train. Now, if you go back and listen to my podcast, like three years ago, two years ago, I was like very like vocal about arguing with MAGA Trump voters and going like, I'll never, I still to this day won't put a sticker on my fucking car or hang a flag up or anything like that. But you know, I was very outspoken against those kinds of people, but now I see like the repercussions of like what the establishment and what big government really is about. Like I'm thoroughly convinced that big government equals big war, big taxes and um, um, uh, uh, big sanctions and all the other things. And, you know, I don't want big government and I now see exactly what big government is. And this is a hundred percent what I don't want. It's very hunger game style. I mean, even like the, the whole verbato, the um, bravado of the fucking white house right now is very game of uh, not game of Thrones, but yeah. uh, Hunger, you know, games. Hunger, Hunger Games, Hunger Games style. So I just yeah. don't. Like, no, I'm on the fucking. I'm the, but I'm still not MAGA. I'm still not like. Yeah. Look, I'll argue this day that Trump's probably had more abortions than the four of you guys on this fucking podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think he's God's gift to mankind. I don't think he's even a good person. But I definitely want him running the ship more than I want any of these other idiots running the yeah. ship. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, when you start having radical, you know, left wing people throw around the MAGA thing, that's that's fear mongering. It's it's not going to work. We're talking about a guy, Donald Trump, who literally was an independent at one point in time and was very prominent person in Hollywood that was constantly hung out with many liberal people. Uh, this whole throwing around the MAGA, 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 it just fuels people who might be moderate to even want to vote for Donald Trump even more. So they lose all credibility with me when they start throwing around MAG, MAGA, 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 the MAGA people. I don't even have conversations with them anymore. To me, they're trolls. Um, so be educated. Stop using yeah, I mean, MAGA. Like Stop watching CNN. The most of us, like if you listen to Night Shift TSI show, I mean, like I, I think the big response and, and, you know, if you listen to guys like Joe Rogan or even Tim Poole, um, who the media wants you to hate those guys. But if you actually take a minute and listen to them, it's more about getting rid of like all of these clowns in government on the right and the left that are all these like these old boomers who have literally like the school teachers that I, I preached against uh, earlier have done nothing but been in politics their whole life. And look at Nancy Pelosi, look at Chuck Schumer. They have no idea. They have no sense of reality on what the real world's really like. Um, I, I, I talked to a guy who retires here in January and hopefully we get him on the show, but uh, uh, I, I can't really say too much about him until we get him on the show. But I mean, he called me and, and, and vented to me and he said, look, I was on, a detail with a politician that you 100% everybody in the country knows this politician. I won't say who it was. And I was on this detail and I was in the armored vehicle with this politician and they said, hey, we're going to make a stop up here. Get out, hand this man um, this money, this this uh, rubber band full of money and he's going to put something in your hand and bring it back in, into the, uh, the armored vehicle. And they made a stop in this janky area, um, like just outside of Baltimore in an armored vehicle and he says, I get out and I put the money in this dude's hand. I think it's like a CIA drop and the guy puts a clear bag of crystal meth in my hand and we get back in and literally the politician starts to smoke the crystal meth 
inside of the fucking car and he was like shaking so bad. And he was like, look, dude, I don't even care if they're listening to me right now. Like, I don't fucking want to be around these people anymore. I'm fucking tired of it. I don't want to do it. And I, what I told him, I was like, dude, shut. Just like, I would keep your mouth shut. I would not come on my podcast. I would not do anything. I would just let that one lie and, oh. uh, you know, take that story to your grave. I really wouldn't do it because that's not going to, you're not going to go anywhere. You, you will definitely not get that story out without made to look like a crazy person or get MK ultra or, you know, um, Arkansas, whatever you want to call it. So I was like, dude, I, I mean, I believe him. I have no reason not to believe him. He wasn't doing it for any kind of monetary gain. He's not going to get any clout with me. I've known this guy for, you know, 15 years. Uh, he's been a, uh, he, he's made it through his ranks of all the special operations has to offer. And, and so I've got no yeah, reason not to, Eric, him, but, but, but people have to, that's the thing. That's what I brought up, you know, maybe on the Senate floor, not going dude, you smoke crack, but podcasts need to be that back source of information to let people know that dude smokes crap. Yeah, but right? I'm not about to have my buddy get fucking MK Ultra and uh well, maybe a, I mean maybe he wants to. Maybe that's how he sleeps at night. I do that shit. If I knew who that was, I'd be the first one to put his name out there because I abide by the constitution. I abide by the laws. I abide by the people as a cop. So when someone else is just doing whatever the fuck they want in a position of power, I don't like that. And I want them called and, out. And listen, uh, to be fair, um, my buddy did not say whether this person was a right wing or a left wing. He, he didn't even give me any indicators or clues. So I, I don't really even know who he was uh, in the armored vehicle with. Um, all he says that he promises that if I if he told me the name, I would have to leave who he was. But, um, uh, and, and, you know, also I, we've talked to Capitol Police Department when it, when it came to the whole crack cocaine found in the, in the office. Um, they all said, you know, he said that he's a supervisor and he says, yeah, we absolutely know where that coke belongs to and it would not be very difficult to find it he says here's the problem is that that is not even close to being the first time cocaine has been brought into the white house i mean he's like dude we have literally uh undone congressmen's belts at the thing and uh, their bag of powder would fall out of between their belt and their waistline so it's just kind of one of those things where it's like they've swept it under the rug for so many other politicians that they can't really make a big deal about this one and that was his take now i mean you can believe this guy or not but i mean he is a police officer this this is the second person i'm talking about is a police officer and you know, we don't go into those on the stories because again that is hearsay and speculation but I think it's safe to say now that enough evidence has come out that everybody in the White House right now is kind there's a culture problem. How about that? You know, we're quick to say there's a culture problem in football. There's a culture problem in policing. And and those can be true. And those may be true. Uh, but I think we have a culture problem in politics right now. I, I think there is this sense of I can do whatever the fuck I want. I'm a politician. You know, I have my own driver. I I go to all the parties. And you know, there here's the thing is that all these politicians are, are constantly trying to keep up with the actual donors. You know, when you go to these parties, you're going to the donors' parties' houses, and you've been uh, to several of these parties. These politicians don't have homes like the donors have where these parties are being hosted. They're being hosted at the donors' house, at the person who's donating the money. And so these politicians are trying to live like as if they have as much influence or clout as these super rich, uh, successful humans. Is that safe to say? You're, you're a political commentator. You've literally been at all of the most elite parties yeah, which is which is why I don't want to run for I don't want to run for any political office. I, I don't want to be dragged into the swamp. I think it's disgusting. I think it's grimy. Um, and this is this is right and left. Uh, they do have to hold up to some type of standard for donors because they need to be reelected. 
And so the good old boys will always be part of this huge elite club where they're going to, you know, somebody like you or me can, can run a gubernatorial race and never win, but we'll never have the funds because the donors will always give money to the same establishment. So I've seen it. Um, some are real people, some are not. That's all I'll say on that. Yeah, guys, uh, but you know, you don't have to be an elite donor or an elite politician to eat right and to eat healthy. And that's why we're proud, of Factor, proud to partner with factormeals.com forward slash Wolfpack50. Meal planning to the next level, whether you're trying to get in shape for the new year or whether you're trying to uh, tone it down a little bit, they've got calorie conscious or protein heavy. The protein heavy meals, 30 grams plus of protein, calorie conscious under 50, uh, 550 uh, calories. They've also got the new breakfast menus with the pancakes and the sausage and the eggs. They got the breakfast sandwich. I know that uh, Ant's a big fan of the breakfast shakes. Uh, Factor Meals, over 300-something items to choose from on the menu. These are chef-prepared, fresh, never-frozen meals delivered directly to your door, and they're ready to go in two minutes. The packaging is amazing. They come in a beautiful box. It's always got like some kind of coupon for a wine discount or or some kind of other grocery discount that comes in there, uh, a cooking-style discount that comes or a menu list or a recipe card, all sorts of cool stuff in the box. It's layered with this like Nordic dry ice that keeps everything nice and cold. And uh, and, and price wise, it is comparable unbelievably comparable to all of the grocery shopping that you'll do. By the time you buy the chicken, you buy the salmon, you buy the shrimp, use the energy and the time to prep it. It's actually cheaper to go with factor meals. If you're really want to count the time as money, money is time. They Head over to factormeals.com forward slash Wolfpack50 for 50% off on your new order. Start the new year right with a good plan. That's at factormeals.com forward slash Wolfpack50. Meal planning to the next level. All right, Thursday, tomorrow night, sports news. They're covering uh, the race games. What is it? The uh, the racist Pro Bowl, uh, which I can't wait to hear. That's uh, Fire Chief uh, Keith, And then we've got... Uh, uh, dispatcher John breaking down all of the sports news um, tomorrow. And boy, it's um, it's getting hot over there on the NFL football world uh, with some of the ex Pittsburgh Steeler player over there uh, announcing that they should have a rate, a white versus blacks pro bowl. I, I can't wait to learn more about that because I've got a lot of questions and I know these guys are objectively going to break that whole thing down. So stick around for, uh, for the news tomorrow, Friday, we've got a big case breakdown, and um, and then we have night shift top secret information coming out Sunday night where you can find um, where you can find conservative ant there and true crime Tuesdays, uh, society and culture news on Mondays, uh, Christmas holiday season. We will be off for the whole week. So it'll just be extra Patreon content. If you like this content, and you want more of it. We've got bonus true crime shows on the Patreon. We got bonus sports shows on the Patreon. We got T-Bones with Tansy. Tansy having steaks with influencers on the Patreon. We've got down the pole firefighters talk with uh, dead leg on the Patreon. So lots of stuff going on Patreon. Plus it's always ad free over there. Um, if you want to support the show, you want to be a paid member on the, on the YouTube. But, 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 but the number one way you can support us is simply by giving us a five-star rating or review on anti-hero podcast, night shift TSI podcast, getting a grip on things podcast, all the podcasts that are under the C minus media umbrella, a lot of different varieties of shows with the 
bunch of different casting characters. Head over there and uh, keep freedom of speech alive right here on podcast. Give that five-star rating review. For myself, Conservative Ant, Dead Leg Media, Anti-Hero Podcast, this has been the last call of the day. Knowing is half the battle. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Guns up and giddy up.